You're listening to Raising Anchor, a Rhode Island FC podcast. We're glad you're here. Hello, and welcome to Raising Anchor, your podcast and source for all things Rhode Island FC. I'm your host, Matt Enchkin, and with me is the emergency scramble co-host, Jason Carey. Jason, how are you doing? Good. Emergency scramble. Is that like a, yeah. is that a type of breakfast I need to try? <laughs> I mean, we have emergency news to break to the listeners, so you tell me. This could be the breakfast. Definitely. Um, so yeah, this did happen last week. We didn't... We didn't uh, added on to our most recent podcast that we released here no no and it was one of those things where we even said do we need to go back and add it and we made the decision since i was on the road i'm still on the road that we would just get this out kind of as an ad hoc yeah so just gonna do a uh do a little special here so uh who, who is this we talking about it's our pleasure, even though it's not new news, to announce that Rhode Island FC has signed its first player in the history of the club, uh, goalkeeper Coke Vegas, uh, formerly from the San Diego Loyal as his most recent team. And uh, it's probably the greatest signing that you could ever ask for as a new club. Uh, the club couldn't have signed a better first player not only in the position that Coach Kano is looking to secure, but also in the talent and the style of play that he is looking to build from. If you remember from our first interviews, he had gone out of his way to explain that he was building a central spine to his team and that he wanted to make sure he built from that you know, inside out. And I don't think there's a better spot you can sign than a goalkeeper. Yeah, he, he did mention that he wants to start with a spine. So uh, what better way to uh, lock up your man between the sticks? And and I thought about it too. We I think we had talked about it at some point. That thinking, oh, who's going to be their first signing? Thinking, is it going to be some you know flashy, exciting, attacking player? Picking up, what, the best goalkeeper in the league? I mean, I think that that's a great first signing. Agreed. And, you know, it's funny when you look at his stats, um, which we'll get into in a second from the USL perspective, he really does kind of show a very distinct style of play that the coach wants to pick up, which may be transformative for the team and for the league. Um, but it's definitely a departure from some of the standard play types that we've seen this year. Um, from what USL teams have been performing and playing as. But I think we should step back and kind of let the listeners know where Koke's pedigree really comes from. Yeah, so um, he is a uh, Spanish citizen. He was born in um, Antequera, Spain, which is a little bit north of Malaga, if anyone's familiar with the Liga teams, um, before they got relegated because of their financial... <laughs> reasons but um so he spent most of his time um in spain he's played primarily for um levante their reserve team in the uh, segunda division b however in terms of appearances over uh over the time 
in Spain. He's actually made a lot more appearances with the Loyal than he has for any one particular team. But he did pretty well for himself there. He did end up, uh, they won the 16-17 seasons, Spanish second-tier champion. He averaged about, I, I looked through some of his stats on um, Transfer Market, he was averaging about like 1.2 goals led in per game. Um, watch some highlights. He's uh, not afraid to come off his line and make good stops, but he's also not like, like reckless. So the one thing I will be curious to um, to see, which it, it was hard to to find some stuff, um, like really deep dive into him just because I don't know enough Spanish. <laughs> to really uh, search for some of this stuff. But um, I wonder about uh, what how his passing is in terms of whether the coaches wants to build out from the back. That will still be yet to be seen. Um, but like as a keeper, like, you know, it seems like we got a really, really good catch here. So I think you're kind of missing one of the, my favorite pieces of it is that we have ourselves a La Liga tested keeper. This man played for the Frogs in La Liga. It wasn't a lot of times, but he is a La Liga keeper. Yeah, um, we definitely got ourselves a, a good catch here, like I said. Um, and he's, he's not a lot, but he has some experience at the top. Um, and he did really well for himself with, for the Loyal as well. So yeah, so let's 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 jump into the loyal part. So I do have some stats which we ripped as fast as possible from old USL tactics. So it's a tale of two graphs, really, when you think about it. So his save percentage isn't the best. Um, he did not lead the league in any way, shape, or form uh, when it came to save statistics. In fact he probably performed under when you looked at the goals against per 90 for the USL. Um, it placed him really in the middle of the pack. But when you look at save percentages compared to expected goals, that's a team effort, right? It's not just the keeper. Um, so sometimes that is also attributed to the defense as a whole. Where I can tell you the numbers that matter the most is in his passing. So his passing percentage, when looking at passes per 90, far exceeds every other goalkeeper in the league. So he's not only passing at a rate that's two to three times as many as the next keeper, but his accuracy at long passes is also being the league. So this person is super comfortable playing it out the back. And when I watch the, the playoffs, when I watched a couple of the pickup games, he is someone who ranges far off his line. He integrates as almost a third CB to help push up and down the wings. Um, he's very comfortable playing in a, in a high position. And he's not afraid to absorb attackers and you know do a distribution from out the back. A very Pep Guardiola-minded player. Again, when you think about what Coach Cano had said about his possession style, most of the successful possession teams are teams that are comfortable playing out the back. So to me, by those stats alone, this is exactly the keeper that Coach Kano wanted to go after. 
on top of that, he has a bunch of USL uh, playing time. So that tells me also that he's super comfortable in this league. He doesn't have to learn the league. He probably knows a lot of the play styles that we'll be facing. And I just, I can't think of a better signing than, than this. And on top of that, while the loyal have been kind of in wake mode as they've been crying over their demise, every single person's come and said, this is the greatest human being. This is the greatest, nicest person. Um, he got their player of the year award from the supporters group, which is not something to ignore. That's, that's something that shows on and off the pitch. So I, I think this is a marquee signing. I think this is the best signing you could ever ask for as the first one for the club. I, d- I didn't know about those passing stats. That that sounds really good. It sounds like Coach wants to build from the back. Um, everyone in the world is pretty much trying to uh, to play that way these days. And goalkeeper role has evolved with that in terms of that like you need to be comfortable with your feet and you need to be able to like play through a, p- a press and you know kind of ping balls long occasionally inaccurately. So there's going to be more to come. Um, I think, again, the reason that it felt very rushed and, uh, you know, if you ask the Defiance and supporters who were like, wow, we have less than 24 hours notice to kind of show up. I think this is in conjunction with the fact that the oil went out maybe earlier than people had hoped. And Koke wants to go home to Spain for a bit. And Providence was just kind of along the way in his flight path. So I anticipate we'll be seeing him a lot more. Um in the ramp up to the team, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe he makes a weekend return flight to spend some time for the season kit reveal. I, I don't, I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised if he, they brought him back to, you know, showcase and model that first kit. Yeah, that would, uh, that would be cool. Hopefully we see him there. Um, he probably flew back to Spain because in some of my research, I see that he uh, prefers tapas to tacos it's a Spaniard in him, I guess. I'll let it. I'll, we'll let it slide. I think in the. I, I, don't, uh, I don't know where to get tapas around here. If if. The, oh, I got a place. Can. I got a place. Okay. But I think. Well, um, let's check it in out. His, we'll have to let him know too. <laughs> in his interview, he talked about calamari, and he was excited to try that. And then in unconfirmed rumors and playing signings, player signings, uh, another one has kind of dropped on our desk. Uh, it hasn't been officially announced by the club, but there are multiple sources telling us that we have either already signed or in the final talks to sign a Hartford Athletic player. Um, the club hasn't confirmed or denied anything yet. Um, so that leaves us to kind of speculate. We've heard that it's a defended, defending-minded player and kind of based on some of the research that we did, and confirming as best as we could. Uh, it's our opinion that we are pursuing Connor McGlynn from Hartford Athletic, a really interesting player for 2023. He was a midfielder coming into the season, but either due to injuries or to the coaches trying to do a different thing with him, he played the majority of the season as a center back. And it's really hard to get excited about a one a Hartford Athletic player, but two, a defensive-minded Hartford Athletic player in a team that took last place in the league. So, I don't know how polarizing this announcement will come 
if this is indeed, you know, someone that we're picking up. Yeah, um, be interesting. If it turns out that um, we, we are after him, um, he's listed as a midfielder who plays center back, so that's interesting. I wonder if that would tie into the ball playing abilities. Um, you know, potentially that the, maybe that's why. I don't know if maybe he has any, um, does he have any playing time with um, Coke Vegas? Uh, not that I've seen, but again, you know, going back to the interview with coach, he wants players to be able to be nimble and move through positions. So in that sense, I mean, you've got a goalkeeper who can play CB and now he's going after a CM who can play CB. So if you start looking at like the rotation of what a really good possession based team would need, it doesn't not make sense. But again, a pick like this is spicy because it's, again, it's hard for athletic and they're not exactly coming off of the best year. And that's not fair to say that Connor is a direct result of that, right? It takes a, a village, so to speak. And so this could have been many other things. I've heard from fans from Hartford Athletic that one of the biggest problems they had this year is almost every player was always playing out of position. So I don't know injuries or bad player acquisitions. But it, it's, it's just one of those like, oh, is this really who we're going to announce next or in the top five <laughs> announcements? So, um, you know, this will be Connor's chance to prove what he has if, if he's truly joining us here at Rhode Island FC. Yeah, and he's Irish. Thing. So there's the Irish connection there. Perfect. There we go. The, the one thing I would say is that um, when it comes to defenders and maybe even keepers, to um for them really to like hone their craft and maybe stay on their games i I almost wonder at some point if it's worth it for them to like play in a quote-unquote bad team you know if if you're playing in a good team who has the ball all the time like and you're only having to make a few actual defensive you know kind of decisions in a game I'd, i'd be curious if that that could like have honed his skills maybe um, the one, the one thing too, I, I think is interesting while there's definitely a rivalry between us, we also have not played a season yet. <laughs> so for us to like have players go back and forth between us, um, yeah, I don't know that that'll be, I, I wonder how that will be because for all intents and purposes, you know, we've not even put a single minute on, on a field yet to actually start a, um, you know, to, to, to really grow that rivalry in that terms of it's more of us just being like, hey, you know, Connecticut sucks. Right, right. And I, you're right. I, I think every player, if there's an opportunity and they're going to improve the team, we have to have that open mind. It's just, again, the top five players, I don't think anyone who really is following this as a project wants to see Hartford Athletic come across the uh, the notification window. Yeah. But but, but know, we'll see if if yeah if, if it's true and coach is interested in in him um, I I think so far coaches um, seem to have been steering us in the right direction and I will uh, I'll put my faith in his decisions until uh, we have reason to believe otherwise in Kano we trust yeah and and I think too to end on that rumor you know from a defensive standpoint it's really easy to blame a defender who 
has 99 great pieces of a performance and then makes one mistake because that's what leads to the goal. But on the flip side, on the offense, you can have 99 mistakes and have one chance to get it right, and you're a hero. So you're right. I don't know how this really... I don't know the tale of the defense for Hartford. I don't I don't know enough about them to, to speak fairly, but we'll just wait and see and, and put our trust in coach. If this is true, I imagine we will probably find out about this fairly soon. There's no restrictions on... Uh, them because their seasons ended a few weeks ago. So, so we've heard five to six players are signed, and this was not in that five to six we've been teased with. So, I uh, this could just be an additional move on top of other moves. So, um, but let's wrap things up because this is just a quickie. Um, I wanted to just make sure listeners knew that there is the USL final defiant 1636 Rhode Island FC watch party. So this Sunday coming up on November 12th at 6.30, uh, you can join fans of the club, fans of USL, to watch Phoenix Rising take on Charleston Battery at Flynn's Irish Pub uh, at 6.30 on, on that Sunday. So come join us to watch some soccer, meet some friends, meet some of the fans. Uh, there's going to be some raffles for gift cards for the supporters group, for the club some other merch just to kind of hand out and, and have fun with. So come out. It's going to be a great time. Yeah. So on that note, um, Jason, where can they find us? What do we got? A, a Twitter, a um, TikTok, and a Threads, all at RIFC Podcast. Um, we got a website, www.raisinganchor.com. Anchors up. There's a buddy.